brought to you by Fruitnet Media. This is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we broadcast or try to once a week, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, I thought this week we'd take this issue of data even further. We've talked about it on Fruitbox over the last couple of episodes, and, and you've even been in touch with me to say how interesting you found these discussions about technology, which I'm really pleased to hear. Um, as we've seen uh, over the last couple of episodes, it's about um, how better to handle the huge volumes of data that come at us these days, and, and how, if we get a better handle on the data, we're able to make better business decisions about what to do next in our businesses. Uh, transparency in the supply chain is the subject of today's episode of Fruitbox, and I'm pleased to be joined down the line from Amsterdam in the Netherlands by Nico Bruersen of AgriPlace. Nico, hi, welcome to Fruitbox. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me here today on Fruitbox. Now, it says here on your LinkedIn profile that I was checking earlier that you're all about safe, transparent and sustainable supply chains. It sounds good, but what does it mean? Explain. Good question. Um, well, that is what I and we are about at AgriPlace indeed. Um, so our main goal at AgriPlace is to help fresh produce companies to move to safer, more sustainable and efficient practices through digitalization. Um, now, that is a mouthful, but I will start with explaining a bit what we do to enable this. Mm -hmm. um, so we help users uh, through automatically collecting quality sustainability and supply chain information from databases, suppliers and labs. And with this, we help companies ensure product fulfills customer requirements um, while saving them time and costs by not having to send endless emails and fill in Excels and ERP systems manually. Um, I can quickly go through the different aspects in that sentence you mentioned, Chris, because there's a lot there. So Please do, yeah. In terms of safe, uh, we help users to ensure the produce they work with uh, fulfill their requirements, but also those of clients. And in this, we see uh, there's an increasing challenge in fresh produce uh, where retailers have more and more diverse requirements, but also more and more strict requirements. Transparency, um, also a wide word, I think. And with this, we mean being able to look down into the supply chain through producer or even plot level. Um, in fresh produce some years ago, it was sufficient to know your direct suppliers and receive their information. Now we see fresh produce companies are expected to know where their product comes from uh, all the way down in the supply chain. And then sustainability, very hot topic. So uh, we will probably touch on this uh, more today, I expect. Yeah, yeah. The favorite word of the, of the year, sustainability. Yeah. We help companies there to more easily view which suppliers comply to what social and sustainability standards. Uh, and we'll also start enabling companies to collect uh, sustainability assessments and other data through their supply chain 
to have more actionable data to improve or report on sustainability. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about uh, this question about the minim- minimization of risk, the reduction of risk, and I mean, kind of transparency in the supply chain minimizes risk. I, I don't, I kind of don't really get it. Can you explain what 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 do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's also um, a complex subject indeed, and, and not that easy to uh, to grasp what that means in, in fresh produce. I, I mean, I kind of understand the individual words. It's when you put yeah. it all together that I don't really get it. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, that's that's good. Um, so I think to start explaining what we mean here, it is good to start where we currently are with fresh produce. So um, when we look at in our subject compliance information, um, what currently happens is for certificates, declarations, analysis, these are mostly managed in dangerously large Excel sheets about suppliers and sometimes growers, endless folders, and by sending just emails to suppliers and manually recording this. Um, This is then recorded in these static rows, and this makes it really hard to see what is going on in your supply chain and also identify risks. And what we try to help our users do, uh, but I think it is wise for, for all companies to look into how to digitalize that process uh, is by automatically collecting this information from databases and suppliers, but also mapping the relationships in your supply chain. Uh, you can quicker see what is going on on what level and when a risk occurs. For example, a producer loses certification. You want to be able to see through which backhouses and suppliers has their product arrived um, to avoid risk now or later on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this question about having, as it were, as easy access as possible to, to information like compliance information that you talked about, um, I can I kind of understand that. But when there is so much information available to you, to me, you as a business are choosing presumably to leave in stuff and, and you have therefore to leave out stuff as well. And if you leave something out, does that not mean that actually you're becoming less transparent? Yeah, yeah, good, uh, good question, uh, <laughs> Chris. I think firstly on on the first point, like how do we get to what we leave in, um, and how do our customers actually look at what should we record in our supply chain? We normally see uh, three key factors there. Uh, firstly. Um, what do you need to collect in order to ensure you comply with legislation and your own certifications? So here, one example could be you need to collect lab analysis to ensure you fulfill EU requirements in residue limits. Another example that we see and we see legislation playing another, like a bigger and different role is, for example, the Supply Chain Act in Germany that you probably have heard of as well, uh, where the government is now actually forcing larger companies to collect social information. So that can also be one of the things, okay, this is what we need to start preparing for, ensure you collect this information through your supply chain. The second point I think to look at for companies to see what should we collect is who are your clients and what is important for them. Um, so you need this to be ahead of competition and ultimately as every company, you want to sell more to these clients. Uh, so for Fresh company, fresh produce companies, supply and retailers. This 
uh, will mean probably to stay ahead, you will need to monitor more social and sustainability information. Uh, so always have this at hand, uh, inform your clients more and more, uh, and looking at what aspects are important there depend from retailer to retailer. So normally we look also with a company at who are your clients and what are their, what do they find important? Yeah, and then lastly, I think is what is information and data, which for you as a company will help you to make better decisions. That's quite broad. A lot of things can help you. Um, but one example could be um, tracking how much product you buy, how much of that product complies with which customers, and how does this align with your sales contracts for the coming year? Could be a, an example, a complex example example um, then <clears throat> come into your question of leaving out something are you becoming less uh, transparent um, <clears throat> I think there's so much info that is being gathered and, and more and more is being requested I think what is important is to look at these three aspects is this being required from you um, and in that case of course, you will need to share. Otherwise, I think it is good to focus on those things that matter. Uh, unless, of course, you're leaving things out to conceal something, then that is a, a different thing. Mm. I hope that, that answered your question, Chris. Yeah, you did. Um, and and uh, I, the, the, but the, the, it's a complex subject. And uh, mm. the thing that always occurs to me is that as it were, the, the, the information you get out is only ever as good as the information you put in. I remember years ago, uh, when this was explained to me, I was in Israel on a trip to with the Citrus Marketing Board of Israel, which shows you how long ago it was. And their chief executive was a very nice man called Yoram Weinberg. If he's listening to this, I send him my very best regards. We were standing in, a, in, in front of a packing line um, uh, in Natanya in Israel. And he, he said to me, he, he told me this, uh, this idea of Geigo. And I thought, what, what's he going on about? And he said, it's garbage in, garbage out. Um, and of course, in that particular moment he was talking about the quality of the citrus if you put bad quality citrus through the through the packing line you're only going to get bad quality citrus out of the other end of the packing line um and so to that extent there's no point for you or for all of us in having a, transpar a transparent supply chain if the information that's being shared with you is, is substandard um you have to work with every single supply chain partner to ensure that the data that they supply is as good it, uh, as good as it possibly can be, and presumably as good as as the next supply chain partner. Is, is am I right? Yeah, yeah, you're you're exactly right. Uh, very true. Also, especially challenging, I think, because of the dynamic in fresh produce. So, yeah, suppliers and relations do often change. I think in fresh produce even more so than in some other industries, and so this makes it even more challenging to to work with your suppliers to get it. So. It requires strong collaboration indeed with suppliers. Um, yeah, this is why we, for example, also focus on for our system, making using the system actually as easy as possible for your suppliers. Uh, this is actually crucial for the success of our clients. Uh, without collaboration with suppliers, you're not able to achieve supply chain transparency. You need them to, um, yeah, to share the data and share it in a correct way. Um, this is why we also offer um, users to let their suppliers use the full system uh, for sharing information for free. Um, this helps our users to collect more correct information 
and thereby helps us. Um, and we think in this, it's also important to be able to provide these suppliers with value. So you cannot just only ask them for information, you also need to give them benefits. In our case, that can be, uh, they can share more easily with them, but also other buyers of them and show what they're doing well. Um, but this is a crucial aspect, we think, to collaborate well and receive correct data. Avoid too much garbage coming in. And how we also do that is by validating the information that's, that comes in. So through connections with Global Gap, BRC, we can also check, is this data correct? Is what they have shared actually what is going on? Mm-hmm. Now, now, a lot of the collection of data, it seems to me, is about ultimately, I guess, thinking about what we can tell the consumer, how we can inform the consumer better about what's happening in our supply chain. Because I think every consumer um, increasingly is becoming interested in, in what happens uh, with the products that they, they are buying. And I think that's especially true of our products of, of fruits and vegetables. But of course, consumers aren't, aren't experts in our sector. We're experts in the sector. They aren't. Mm-hmm. And you need a, a level of understanding properly to understand the data. What do you think are the dangers, therefore, of misinterpretation of the data that you're collecting? Uh, or am I barking up the wrong mm-hmm. tree here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you can get my two cents on that. Um, so I think the consumer demands, um, especially in sustainability and social aspects, is increasing super rapidly. Um, but you're right, what these aspects look like in practice in fresh produce or any industry actually is very difficult, uh, especially sustainability is a very complex field. And currently what we see, the only solution in fresh produce that we have found for communicating to consumers around these aspects are certificates. It has a Rainforest Alliance label, so it is sustainable. I think that is a great start, but I hope we can eventually get to a point that uh, a consumer can see based on the fine parameters, the carbon footprint of a product, for example, um, and make more objective decisions there. What those parameters should be to define sustainability and what is considered to be good uh, is something we can hopefully define in the coming years through collaborating in the industry I think firstly, to have these answers on these questions, we will need the data. Um, Yeah, and the danger of this misinterpretation, what we see at least then to to relate it to what I can judge in in our user base, um, what we try to avoid is making decisions based on too little information. We always think that is a risk. So one example could be um, a producer loses certification. Well, you can make a quick decision, cut it out of the supply chain. We try to avoid that from happening by enabling a supplier to be able to react before that happens and share information with their buyer uh, so they have all the information they need. Um, yeah, and secondly, making conclusions on the wrong information. Uh, well, then to look at fresh produce and sustainability, the consumer will often look at the origin of a product to define sustainability, while this product can still be relatively sustainable. Um, yeah. Well, I think we're talking on the day, in fact, that I think I heard on the news this morning, and I've got to check it, that Unilever, um, the world's biggest food company, I think, is, has just announced that it's going to be uh, adding um, carbon footprint labels. 
I think, mm. to all of its products, which is really quite a yeah. remarkable, uh, remarkable development. Um, you've spoken about uh, compliance, uh, Nico, and we'll finish here um, a couple of times uh, uh, in the conversation. And, and I always think that we that compliance always seems to ref, refer to the producer only. Mm. Do, do you agree? Um, yeah, to a certain extent. So ultimately, all these grown requirements first trickle down to the producer who then needs to fulfill uh, more and more paperwork. Uh, this is actually why we also developed AgriPlace Farm to help producers obtain all these certifications with more ease and, and collect this information, be able to reuse information across years and standards. Um, but I think all levels in the supply chain have to bear responsibility and will need to ensure their processes are compliant. Uh, so that's what we always speak in compliance uh, in a broader sense in the supply chain. Um, also, we think a lot of the buyers have responsibility to help their network be compliant with customer requirements. And we are fortunate to work with quite some companies who are actively helping producers in their network adapt and to be prepared for new market requirements. Uh, and we try to help them in achieving this also with the Hagiplace platform. Mm. Good. Nico, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line uh, by Nico Brewerson of uh, AgriPlace. Nico, thanks so much for coming on Fruitbox today. Thank you, Chris. As always, a pleasure speaking with you and being on Fruitbox. Thank you. Good. Uh, now, you can find today's conversation with Nico and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. As you know, I share every episode of Fruitbox on my profile on LinkedIn. So do connect with me there. Post your comments and reshare with your followers too. And do check out my timeline. I post pretty frequently and I've just shared a video I shot inside one of Marks and Spencer's new renewal stores here in the UK just recently. It was aired at our Festival of Fresh event at the start of this week and has had already thousands of views. And as always, let me know what issues you want discussed here on Fruitbox. Please do stay tuned and continue to make Fruitbox your regular listen. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.